episode 327 of Global from Asia. Kind of in the lifestyle living category today with a friend and previous guest talking about balancing artist, DJ, Amazon marketing, and today's world. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Happy Mid-Autumn Festival. I have had a lot of dumplings and mooncakes. It's the fruitcake of Asia. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I like laughing at myself. I hope that got a little chuckle out of you. We got to be a little bit light easy on ourselves you know it's it's this show will be going out right in the middle of golden week you know my parents i just talked to them they they don't even know what that is and uh been out here what 13 years now but it isn't it's true it's not as popular in the west as chinese new years and other chinese holidays but it is a week-long time of mooncakes and dumplings and family and some crabs and sunflower seeds and tv <laughs> anyway i've been trying my best to enjoy it up here i'm getting cold and i got my father-in-law's leather jacket on because i'm just refusing to buy a whole new set of clothes because i'm gonna get my clothes back from thailand and in the philippines <laughs> they're scattered different countries in Southeast Asia, but let's talk about this week's show. I mean, it's another another one, another transformation from this COVID-19, the year 2020, the new decade. A friend of mine, previous guest, David Nicolucci, he's talking about lifestyle. He's He got stuck down in Thailand during all of this or chose to get stuck there. Well, we're all choosing where we get stuck or we're stuck where we are now. And he's starting up a pretty interesting new business DJ and lifestyle and artists in in uh, in Thailand, which is amazing. And he, you might remember him earlier about his trip from his transformation from moving from Italy, his home country, to China, starting up his Amazon consulting business. Now he's in Thailand. He's still doing Amazon consulting. It's going really well. And he's also starting this new business. So we're talking about how to balance that. We're talking about learning business te- techniques and adding it to an artist business. So. Without further ado, let's dive in. And then after the show, if you want to hear my blah, 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 I will share some of my thoughts too. Because there's lots to talk about about being an artist and a business person. I have some of that in my sessions in some of my consulting. So maybe we can talk about that after. Let's dive in with David. We are doubling down on our community, our online community. We've been having some great online roundtables, working on some online masterminds. We have some really cool various technology we're using to make these events as almost as cool as real life gfavip.com for different packages and opportunities okay thank you everybody for choosing to listen to another global from asia podcast this is a follow-up podcast actually man there's so much i think it was only one year ago when i looked it up we had david nicolucci on the show a really good friend of mine in the community and uh, always helping out with what we do here. So thanks. Thanks, David, for coming on. Hey, thanks, Mike, for having me here. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's I think it's been a year, it's uh, been, but it's... Really, dude, it really was. I, I was going to say, I was in Thailand at the yeah. time, and uh, I think you were in Hong Kong preparing to go to Thailand or something like that. And 
uh, back and yeah. forth between Thailand and Hong Kong. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think at that time I, I was going back and forth, coming now I would say a back and forth to Thailand. We had no idea about what would you know happen yeah, to the world <laughs> in so, 2020. And yeah, I was I was kind of planning my my soft uh, approach and uh, you know moving to to Thailand. I was thinking about that. That's something I was considering. Definitely not for this year. Maybe yeah, for the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just a little bit of background. In the last show, which I do recommend, we'll link it up in the show notes, but the last interview we had with you, you were talking about your journey from, from Italy and uh, into China and, you know, working with these big Amazon sellers and starting your own consulting agency. And it was, it was a really great show. We got great feedback. And, uh, and now this is kind of like a little bit of a, a follow-up, but it's more like a, it's a little bit different. I think uh, mm-hmm. I'm still deciding the title. I think it's like leveraging business skills to launch an artist DJ brand in Thailand. That's kind of what I'm saying for today. What do you think of that? I think, I think this is pretty much correct. Uh, what I, you know, the cut that I want to give to my new business or new uh, project, it would be not only for myself as a DJ and artist, but I, I really want to help other artists, other yeah. DJs to, to develop their, their personal brand, to understand um, to understand what they need to know uh, in order to make a better a better business, you know, because yeah, it it all comes back to to that. Like, what what are you know what is your average DJ and artist missing? Why why they can't make it sometimes? You know, most of the yeah. time, why why they keep why they end up being broke when they are forty years old and they've been following their passion. So, I think I can really help them. Great man, that's really awesome. So so yeah, for just a little bit of a quick one. I think I just gave you gave people a quick quick uh, wrap you know idea of the last show, mm-hmm. but you were um, you I think you, you know you spent quite a few years between Hong Kong and China you know yeah. as a, you know, work with the sellers and and you did some great training and you've spoken been a really great contributor in Cross Border Summit and our other other events which I always uh, thank you for. Um, so what 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 uh, you know what was the ter- you know. Hmm. <laughs> where, you know, <laughs> where, where should we start? I guess from last time it was, you know, mid 2019, I think when we last talked. Yeah. And then, and then what, what's kind of happened in, in the last, uh, in the last year or so? Yeah, I guess, I guess we could connect from there to saying that how we actually were planning a lot of stuff together. You remember, man, we had this call, we were planning to do events and meetups and then how it all fell apart and COVID-19 arrived and it actually gave me the opportunity to settle in Thailand and take a step back, take a sit back and think about what I want to do and develop more my artist side. Yeah, which is awesome. I know we, we, you did a great webinar with us and I think that was just in January and we were planning some more, some more uh, things and then, Oh yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Um, so, so you, but you it wasn't like your first time to Thailand. Like you were already invest, you were making some smart, I think that's also important, right? You're, you were investing. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Or, that, that, yeah. That's really important. I actually bought the condo where I live right now in uh, August last year. And uh, this became actually my secondary business, right? Real estate. I was, I was renting in on Airbnb. If you remember, then even Howard Tai, he made this group of Airbnb investments. So this was something that was getting really big with yeah. other sellers as well, like a spin-off investment of many sellers actually doing Airbnb. And I'm not the only one who's doing that. For example, uh, Henderson, 
uh, I think it's Henrik Anderson uh, from Sweden who's living in um, in the Philippines. He has okay. a bun- bunch of Airbnbs. So awesome. it's actually yeah, it's actually we we could talk about that. It's it, it's a common thing for Amazon sellers to actually invest money that they make on Amazon and in my case consultants uh, to actually buy properties or you know probably some of them they also do sub renting pro- properties but the, the best way of course if you buy the property and then you list it on Airbnb so I think we could probably talk about that and then how, how all this whole thing faded up blew up because of COVID-19 yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that does pop ahead. You know, obviously, I think uh, there's that could be a whole show in itself. But I think the real point is it's another passive investment. Well, I mean, nothing's really passive, yes. but it is another stream yeah. of income. It's another way to invest money. But even you, now you get to live your own. You know, I think that's even the best, right? Is I should do the same. I have a family and I'm always traveling and renting. But the best is, you know, you're going you're gonna to stay where you invest too because then you're saving yeah. on rent and other things. So. Yes. So, um, yeah, but I, but I still think, uh, let's focus on the DJ an artist and, uh, and so you were already doing, that. I think even on the last podcast, you mentioned that, right? So where, where did this art, were you a born artist, you know, high school, you know, grade school, <laughs> you know, like, um, I no, I actually, I never studied music, uh, itself, but I, I think I discovered my passion for music when I was, uh, I think I was 16. I, um, I was actually browsing with, with my dad, you know, you know, some, uh, computer programs, computer video games. At that time I was playing a lot of video games. I was, I was a teenager and then I wanted to do something different. And I remember I, I, I got to know this uh, music making little studio for for young DJs, and I started making my I start composing my first music, and I really liked it. And then I don't know, I mean, definitely you would definitely remember that uh, MySpace. I had really good feedback on MySpace. It was you know probably probably the the very first bit large social networking um, where actually the users would share their own music. And it was it was so nice. I, I remember I had great feedback, and then from there I started, you know, uh, buying different softwares for uh, making music and uh, uh, starting my own parties and little events with my friends and learning about DJing. So, and then after a while I started, you know, taking things more seriously. Uh, so, and I remember I, I even had a few international gigs because I have always been international, as as we said in the last interview. So I have, I've been studying in Germany and in Sweden. I lived there. Then I moved in Spain and I made sure that everywhere, every country I lived, I would actually land some gigs as DJ. So that actually helped me to know more people in this industry and to um, increase my skills and, you know, diversify my, my network and my skills and my, my sets of, you know, abilities uh in this in this way so yeah i think that you know music has, has always been there for me awesome that's really great and so now you're doing i guess we're gonna say like balancing both right you're you're so you're you're going deeper into this covid you know being in thailand what was the trigger really to kind of get yeah. more involved so actually uh i have to be very honest so you, you know me i i i'm really glad that i could you know contribute a lot to you know to your community and uh, yeah, yeah. been a speaker many times yeah you, you know that i've been involved uh i i was involved with with my soul and with with my blood and sweat and i was really doing it uh 100 1000 so 
while I was working so much into developing my own business, my consulting agency, I really didn't have time to work on my music. And this is something that I was really missing, um, starting from when, when I went in, in China, when I, when I moved in China and I started working with Chinese sellers. Because actually, so um, what I didn't say is actually that after living in Sweden and Germany, when I moved in Barcelona, I mean, Barcelona is a great city for artists. You have a lot of events, you have a lot of, you know, things going on and a lot of parties. Uh, yeah, so there I actually leveled up my, my DJ skills even more and my personal branding because I started cooperating with big names such as Fashion TV. We did some shows with a model management agency and we had support of by Fashion TV. We, we were playing at Hotel W and then I was playing with other big groups and those groups, they, they were organizing parties at Pacha, for example. So, you know, one of the top, top venues in the world. So I, I started gaining some more exposure, but then I, I consciously made the decision to, to give it up, to put it on the side, because I wanted to focus 100% on my business. And um, I, I wasn't only doing it for money, because we, we have to be honest, uh, a lot of DJs don't make money, even though you might cooperate with those big venues, but you don't make money unless you start making your own parties or you have your own uh, uh, record label and it's really really going well uh, or you have your own booking agency for DJs or you have your own club so you, if you're just a DJ you don't make money so as an artist and um, I realized that, that and I said okay I want to I want to you know invest more in my in my marketing skills because I, I was a marketing uh, manager in the in the daytime full-time so I moved in China and yeah the, we were talked right about that I, I worked a lot and I made my own business and uh, yeah, with this COVID, with this COVID, I moved in Thailand where I already have this place that I bought with the money that I, that I made with pretty much two or three years of consulting on Amazon uh, for, for Amazon sellers. So, you know, the business was really, really good. I got this place. It, it, was, uh, it was supposed to be an investment, but then no one really could uh, rent this place on Airbnb. So I said, okay, I'm just going to live here. And I had, I had a, lot of, a, lot, a lot more free time. So I said, why why don't I just go back to making music and, you know, playing as DJ, organizing parties. So, so I actually went back to the DJ life and the feedback was, was, was really good at the beginning. It is it, not, it, it's not easy to actually reposition yourself after you've been uh, out, out of the business for so long because five years is really long. So, you know, also some of, let's say people in the same space, they might not look at you uh, very happily. They would feel like they would, they would feel this competition or like, who are you? Why are you coming back now to this, you know, to the music industry, what you want to do, you should start everything from zero. So it's, it's pretty much the same thing, but it was, it was appreciated overall. Uh, I already landed some gigs in some of the most important clubs here in, in Phuket. Um, so yeah, this actually gave me the opportunity to, 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 to start being an artist again. And the very interesting thing that, that happened is that I realized that um, I was approaching this thing in a very different way uh, than how I used to do it, uh, let's say, five years ago, when I was still very well positioned. I was having some, some gigs in nice places, but I wasn't able to to take a look at the, at the large picture, at the, at the big picture, because I didn't, I didn't pretty much 
understand anything about business, about making good, good business relationships, um, you know, how about how to generate more money with what you do. And I know that for an artist, this is something, it's like a taboo. You don't really talk about this because artists, they are so proud of the fact that they make music because it's a passion, but at the end of the day, you need to pay your bills. And also, it's, um, I would say that it's, it's a kind of recognition uh, to an artist, the fact that it's getting more money when he, when he goes to perform somewhere. So this definitely has something to do also with recognizing the value of the artist. So I actually realized, yes, uh, you know, having this business background, having this business experience and experience with working with Chinese companies. And uh, as I wrote in the article about, about Chinese sellers, this mindset that I actually learned in China and a lot of us learn and a lot of us have shared also during your events, the, the mindset of I can make it too, it actually really pushed me to, to do something bigger. So now I'm not just, you know, stopping myself at being a DJ, but I'm already starting, you know, developing a business here and starting some new event. Yeah, it's true. I totally, just to recap, that was great. That was some great insights there. But it's true. I got most of my business chops here in, you know, in China and uh, the school of hard knocks almost, man. It's, it's, <laughs> the knocks are, can be pretty hard. So uh, just in just in bargaining, right? Just, in, you know, getting contracts and deals with Chinese uh, sellers or Chinese companies is a, is a, is a strategy in itself. <laughs> so I, I like that um, insights. Um, and it's, it's good that now you can apply those insights. This is what you're saying is you can apply towards artists and DJs and uh, for, you know, you're doing it with your own business and you're also helping other artists and DJs because a lot of them, like you said, have no business yeah. background. I think I even fall in the artist side, dude. I think you might, <laughs> you know, we, uh, as an artist, they like to create and make and they don't like to, you know, sell or do business and, uh, and market. I, mean, I like marketing, but you know, my marketing. Um, so, so um, can you give us maybe some, some, ex, you know, examples, I guess, like, you know, I have some notes I have or, yeah. you know, doing it for the, they, a lot don't do it for money, yeah, right? They just definitely. do it for their passion and it's like a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I, when I restarted here, I, you know, I, as I said, I was looking at things in a very different way. It was, I was like awakened. I was looking at this, you know, artist world. Yeah, I was, I was, I was like, wow, I am the one, I'm the chosen, because I was looking at everything in a complete different way, with a different, very, very different frame in my mind. And for example, when a DJ plays his music, it sometimes, even if it's a good DJ, it doesn't realize it doesn't realize that it's making a mistake with the music selection, because in that particular moment, probably some of the people don't like that music they would like to have a different kind of music so actually this would make a big problem for the bar owner because if if the customers don't like the music they will they could potentially leave so the, the, the bar owner doesn't make money and it, of course it's not good in a business point of view because you need money to sustain your costs and you know to, to, to bring on your business so this is actually a mistake from from dj point of view because it could happen sometimes that uh that the customers don't like that music or it, some of the highest spending customers probably they want to have a different music selection and you would have to you know uh make them happy by playing this music or even you would have to as a dj 
you would have to take care of your personal branding by uh, trying to make, trying to work on these uh, personal relationships, uh, not only with the club owner, with the other DJs, with the agencies, but also and especially with the customers because they are, at the end of the day, those who give the money to, you know, to bring this business on. Because without customers who spend money on drinks, the business would not exist. So this is also something very important. And a lot of artists would say here, yes, but they come to listen to me. But this doesn't apply to the majority of artists, to 90% of artists out there. Because you are not famous enough to have people actually really coming only for you. So as an artist, you have to evaluate where you are right now. Sometimes I see that artists, because, because you know, they have an artist's mind, an artist's approach. They think that what they do is the best, but this is not the case. And this is something that you understand in a humble way if you start making business. Because when you do business, you have an immediate feedback that is money. How much money you're making? Okay, are you able to survive? Is your startup you know, able to survive with or without investment? Are you actually making a profit? Are you making a loss? And you know, a business cannot sustain itself for, for too long uh, with making a loss. So that's, uh, this is a very immediate feedback. You need to make money to sustain your business. You need to always grow. But as an artist, sometimes you accept the fact that you're not making money now. You would maybe make money tomorrow and then you develop, you know, you work on your music and you hope that someone will find your music interesting, etc. So this mm-hmm. is definitely one of the first advice that I can give to, to the artist. And okay. then, yeah, and then I have, I learned a lot about digital marketing. So I learned a lot about, how to make a community, how to, how to get an you know, Instagram page with more followers, Facebook page, how to work with Facebook groups. And this definitely helps. Um, so it's a, it, it's a different, uh, it's very different skills, skill sets that I, that, I, that I had acquired during the past years. And they're definitely helping me. And, then I'm, and there are a few DJs here who are, who are asking me for help and I'm, I'm trying to help them as much as I can. But also, for example, uh, just working on your own personal press kit. It's something really important for an, for an artist to have a press kit. And you, you should really know how to make it. You should know how to, how to get good photos for yourself. How even to edit a, a file, uh, make a simple PDF with, with the logos of the, the, the parties or the events or uh, the clubs you work with or with the other support that you have and how to write a good biography how to showcase what you can do so this is also also very important and many many artists they have absolutely no idea of how to do these little things mm. okay this is this is interesting so let's talk about the you know this venture do you, you know the name or the structure or you know like uh how you're how you're running it yeah so I don't have a name yet for my for my new business for my oh, new project. Wow. Yeah, so new, man. yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, this is still in the back of my head. I do have a name for our first event because the the, the first thing that I want to try, uh, as we have you know the situation of COVID nineteen, you know the clubs owners the club owners they 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 are more open to to try different events. So this is actually opening doors to new promoters like like me, and so I try to. I, I, I thought I could try with one event. So the first event that we're doing is called Ibiza Vibes. I'm trying to bring the Ibiza style parties and promotion 
in uh, in here in Phuket and you know the Ibiza kind of music because I used to live in in Spain in Barcelona I was going to Ibiza you know very often so I, I love the atmosphere there actually my first time in Ibiza was was even before moving to Spain because I you know for us Ibiza is like yeah it's like the place to be you have to be there if you're a leader if you're a club goer you you really have to be there okay so when yeah, this, this actually came from the feedback that I had while I was playing my Ibiza-style music in, at other events and location here in Phuket. So I said, okay, something like this is missing, so I'm going, going to recreate it. And, uh, but the, the, the name of the business of the agency is, is not there yet, but I'm thinking to open a company in Thailand by next year and uh, to go more aggressively with that. So I will probably... You know, I'll probably build a team. I'm already starting to build team for, for my events. I already have some people helping me. Um, I'm also hiring videographers, photographers, other DJs uh, to make the events. But I will definitely bring, I will definitely make up a team as the one that I have in Hong Kong. And I will make a team here in Thailand to actually start up this, this new agency. Because, um, yeah, also talking about opening a company in Thailand, it's a little bit different uh, than Hong Kong. It's a little bit more complicated uh, yeah, in theory. Yeah, in, in theory, <laughs> because you have to hire, uh, what is it, like four or five? I think six in my mind. Talent, so yeah. Yeah, someone told me five. And then they said for each foreigner that you put in, into Thailand, into the, into the, the, the board, uh, for each foreign name, you need a two million baht investment. And this is not, you know, a little investment. In Hong Kong, it was so easy, at least until I opened my company in 2017. And I know that it's getting harder and harder by the time. But it was easy to get the company done. It was, it was not easy to get the bank account and to get my visa. But eventually, I could make it in one year. I guess that here is going to be faster, but you have to spend more money at the beginning. So this is my, my, what I think about Thailand right now. Mm. It is. It is very. You know, I've planning to go back too, and I was there almost a couple of years. And I mean, that's the that's why we talk about Hong Kong a lot. I mean, Hong Kong or Singapore is also very popular. You know, yeah. they're much more open to international and online business. But yeah, I mean, mostly everywhere else. Well, not just in Asia, but around the world is not as uh, international and uh, open to, for a company set up and. Immigration, long-term <laughs> immigration is another. I guess you mentioned it a little bit with the visa and the uh, foreigners. Yeah, it is a very, very tricky one. But I, I don't want to dive into this one too much for this show. But let's uh, let's let's keep moving forward. So like let's, cause this is really exciting to me. And you're yeah you so you got your Ibiza vibes Asia. I've never been to Ibiza, man. I can't believe that. I've uh, oh really <laughs> on my list. So many places to go, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. but uh, yeah. Okay. So that's the first party, and then you're working on this like uh, yeah. You're gonna have other DJs on, so other artists. So that's kind of like the the, the the direction, right? You're kind of like managing parties and managing DJs and artists um, under like an agency. Uh, yeah, so technically, uh, the agency is my own agency in Hong Kong that is taking care of everything. All the expenses, all the management, all even documents where we're preparing are officially signed by my agency in Hong Kong. Uh, because, you know, being a marketing agency uh, for us, it, it, is, it is not so different from our scope of work to actually make some event. And, you know, when you have an agency in Hong Kong, when you have a business in Hong Kong, you can pretty much operate internationally. So it doesn't really matter what you do where. 
So this is, this is really a benefit of having a company in Hong Kong. I mean, it's, 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 really, it's really heaven. You can it really do true. a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so many people use it in business in China or Southeast Asia like you and, and trading and, you know, online and offline business for sure. That's, that's yeah. really... Yeah, so I think this is, this is amazing. I can still, you know, do my operations using the name of my company. And also this, getting back at, you know, difference between me and a normal artist, this puts me in a much better level than a random DJ who introduced himself with his name and surname. I mean, I'm coming here, I'm presenting myself as an agency owner. And when I, when I send the documents, like a proposal for an event, it's, uh, it's signed by this agency. And then if they go look at this agency, they say, okay, they're doing e-commerce. It doesn't really fit with events, but they are, I mean, we are official partner, partners of Amazon advertising. So we have big names, we have big, big clients. So this is definitely giving us a uh, better recognition uh, than just being, you know, someone who could come out of the blue and present himself, you know, introduce himself just with name and surname. Okay. Maybe you played here or there, but so it, it, it has definitely the a good, a positive aspect to, to work with my company from Hong Kong. So technically, yeah. Um, That's great. Yeah. And yeah, so the, the, the first event is Ibiza vibes. Ibiza vibes. So you want to say that, but um, this is not going to be the only one because I want to recreate uh, different events for different kind of vibes and atmospheres. So it beats a vibe is more for house lovers, house music. Then I want to do something with techno music and something different with, in, in different locations. So this is just the beginning, I think. Okay. Very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think we talked about this last show, but I always like to ask this, you know, I think, again, you're probably amazing. A lot of listeners, you know, there's so many people, in the world that still are, I don't want to offend them if they're that person, but you know, they're still like waiting or wondering or um, preparing or learning, you know, to take that jump, to take that leap. You know, you came, you left Italy or you came to China, you kind of, now you're going into Thailand, you're getting this new second agency going. What would you say, you know, I guess you also have been learning and applying what you learned to the next thing and growing, right? I mean, what would you say is somebody wanting to kind of do to follow in these footsteps to do, do something like this? Uh, I would say uh, just don't wait. Uh, you know, I, I have so many friends or, you know, just people on my social media asking me, how did you do it? Uh, what should I do? What is, you know, the, the skills that I should develop or when should I make it? Or I don't know if I'm ready. If you feel like you, you want to do it, just, just go for it. And this is, this is actually something that I always had in my own character. I, I never been a kind of person who would wait for something to happen. I would rather push it myself and I would rather fail then wait for, for the miracle to, to happen, wait for something to, to fall down from the sky. So I would just say, just go for it. Of course, don't expect big steps uh, at the beginning or you know, something, something too big to happen to you. But yeah, go step by step and do things little by little. Don't be afraid. And uh, you know, the only person that can prevent you from doing anything is yourself. So yeah. I am a strong believer in, in this. So, so yeah, this is, this is my encouragement to anyone who, you know, who's listening, who's looking for inspiration to do something, 
to finally okay. start something, even a side business. So just go for it. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I think we're <laughs> obviously we are similar. We're you know take taking action and doing it, and but of course there's obviously so many failures and mistakes, and probably you know things you or I could have done better in in this path. But the point is, we're taking action. We're moving forward. We're learning. We're we're adjusting. Right. I mean, I think. I literally talked to somebody yesterday that's trying to get into e-commerce. Actually, he's a really experienced business owner, uh, more traditional B2B. <clears throat> and I even called him out on it. It was it was during one of the GFA VIP calls. And I just said, hey, man, <clears throat> like, we just do it. You know, like he's trying to have every, I guess he's also a very yeah. technical engineering guy, you know, and a really nice guy. Yeah. But he's like, I can tell he's like kind of like writing it down, taking a checklist, trying to make it, you know, it's about... <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe we, maybe I don't, I'll speak for myself. Maybe I'm a little bit too extreme about doing things so fast, but I do think you got to have the right balance um, as well. Okay. So, all right, David, I think that's, yeah. that's really all I had. I know you're super busy, man. R- running two agencies. How has that been? How has that been going? I mean, do you feel, you feel okay? You know, you're, you're, a, yeah. I guess you're, loving it. you're a hustler. You're making, you make things happen. You always got so much energy. Um, is 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 uh, I'm really happy for you, man. It's it's uh, I wish you the best. How can people connect with you or find you online, or you know, we could link it up. Yeah, yeah um, I I guess you know people already know me for for my business. So we are growthhack.com. Uh, that's still my main business. What keeps me busy at least six hours a day. Uh, it's it's going great. I have great guys with me in my team. They are learning a lot, so I'm really really grateful. So awesome. you can connect with me through my website. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. The, the big struggle of actually dividing myself into two people that are not, I mean, now you understand the link in between those two figures, but if someone sees my Instagram, for example, they would say, this is not really a person who's doing Amazon consulting because I'm dividing my social media channels and I should probably do a better division. I'm using Instagram for events and artists and DJ related stuff. So I even post my Beatport uh, channel, for example, so where people can buy my music or about the music, music labels who release my, my tracks. And so that's my, my Instagram, personal Instagram. Then I have Instagram for my consulting business and uh, we are growth hack. And then I have an Instagram page for my event. So Ibiza Vibe Asia, you can find that on, on Instagram. It's also linked to my Instagram profile and on my Facebook, my personal Facebook, I'm just keeping it for business, for, for Amazon consulting, for marketing. Okay. And yeah, then we I have the you, face, yeah, Facebook page, LinkedIn. Yeah. I agree with you. I think I'm the, I'm I'm like you too, man. Like now it's true to your personal brand and having I do a lot of businesses as well and it really does confuse people. I think that is probably one of the biggest yeah. challenges. But I think you just got you're doing it though. You're integrating it, you know, and I, I think it's cool. Like, you know, you're some people try to separate and keep one total like you know, have split personalities, but you're you're just embracing it and I think that's the way to do it in my opinion. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually had someone asking me. So, are you still working in your business? Are you just being a DJ right now? Of course not. Come on, I still have to pay pay my bills. And you know, when you used to have that kind of life as an agency owner living in Hong Kong, your bills are much higher than a DJ who lives in Thailand. So, I want to keep the same standard of life. So, I'm definitely going out with my business. So, yeah, I'm I. I had this kind of questions, are you still doing it or not? Of course I'm doing it. So 
I, I, I think for, like it's, it's better to a little bit, do a little bit of separation for those two things. And uh, yeah, then maybe make some different pages in the future. True, true. All right, Dave, really always appreciate you uh, sharing on a podcast and in a community. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Do you enjoy this show? A lot of you, you know, we all need content. We all need creating. And, you know, this is an artist show. And if you want us to help creating your content, we help others with their podcasts, with their blogs, with their creation projects. Contentinvestments.com is the best place to check it out. You can see some different packages or we can do some custom deals with you. Talk to our client services there, contentinvestments.com. Thank you, David. That was pretty funny. You know, that was fun and funny and entertaining. And I hope I hope everybody's getting a little kick out of this stuff. I mean, we had a pretty cool webinar last week. We, we tried a U.S. time-friendly and an Asia-Europe time-friendly one in the middle of the week last week. The best way to find out about those is subscribing to our newsletter at globalformasia.com slash subscribe because it's really hard to keep everybody on the podcast up to date about, you know, these kind of webinars and other things we're doing. So the newsletter is where you get that kind of updates. And there was some people we were talking in a Q&A. We had some of uh, these virtual roundtables and discussions and, you know, a lot of my friends back in the U.S. just asking, like, how is it in China? How's our things and I think we've got to like be less hard on ourselves you know we're all there's this whole pent-up anger or energy or you know lives are changing businesses are changing and I just said you know I'm trying to not be too hard on myself you know um getting a lot of work done honestly but let's talk about what I said in the intro some of my experiences being an artist we talk about this with e-commerce a lot or I, I talk about it I was an organizer, a facilitator, a startup weekend in China, helped, helped to get that going in China quite a long time ago, maybe almost 10 years ago now. And there's team building in tech startups. There's usually the tech co-founder and the business co-founder. Maybe there's a designer, UI, or a growth hacker co-founder maybe. But I think in the e-commerce business, there's two. There's, I call it the artist and the garbage man. <laughs> I kind of made it up. I mean, maybe you even heard me say that on one or two other podcasts, but the artist is the one that knows the product, likes the, maybe knows the user, knows the industry, but not, might not be good at the Excel, the number crunching, the financials, the cash flow. That's usually the garbage man. And the garbage man can actually be a great e-commerce seller without the artist because garbage men can just look at data and look at numbers and especially on Amazon and marketplaces can just find opportunities and they don't need to really know the product. And I, I don't know, maybe you're not agreeing with me, but I, I feel like you can make a really good amount of money without really even really caring about the product. And, uh, I don't like to say that, but I think that is very important in e-commerce to know your numbers, know your market and finding holes in the marketplace to, mm, just thinking of the word. I'm thinking exploit, <laughs> you know, maximize that opportunity, fill that gap. But I'm definitely on the artist side, you know, even David talking, talking about it there. I'm thinking I just do what I like to do. You know, I like to know the user. I like to know the market. I like to create these podcasts, create content. But like he says, you have to have a business, 
either you have to do it yourself or you have to have a co-founder. Like I remember Gary V talking about this once. Like if you're not willing to sell and to uh, get yourself out there, then you have to give up half your company to somebody that's willing to do that with like a tech co-founder. I mean, a business co-founder. Um, so I think here is a similar thinking, right? If you're a DJ, an artist, a podcaster, a blogger, a author, a creator, which I feel like I mostly am, you know, you have to start to switch yourself into the other side of your brain. You have to kind of do the do that work, you know, asking for money, asking people to, you know, like support what you do or join what you're involved with or be in, be part of what's happening, you know, but I think a lot of creators, even programmers or creators or artists, they're the ones making the thing. They don't like, I don't like to ask. I don't like to try to get somebody else to, you know, I have to justify to them and prove to them that what I'm making or what I have is worth their, you know, time or money to do, you know, like, I think we just like to create and make. And if people like it, hopefully they like it. We want people to like it and then use it or, or pay for it or, or, you know, get involved with it. But, um, I think what Dave is saying is thinking of as an artist, as a creator, thinking of the business as you make it, thinking of how are people going to use it? How are people going to pay for it? Why would somebody want it? You know, how will it support you and the team that is needed to create this, right? And I've been off, I've been growing up, I'm almost 40 now, if you can believe it. I know I sound like, I sound look like a teenager, some people say, or a 20 year old, but you know, we have to, you know, kind of suck it up as an artist, as a creator. We have to be willing to put ourselves out there and show what we're making and ask people to support it, you know, financially, because that's really the way to make it a business. And honestly, I've been, I've been breaking through. I mean, if you're on a webinar last week, a few of you actually joined our membership after, which was really awesome. Um, you know, I have, I'm lucky to have great people on our team now helping us with um, the community and the, the sales and the business development and client services. So that's been helping me too because I still have issues asking people to help me or give me something. You know, I think that's maybe what an, why that's probably what an artist is. You know, um, my middle name is Angelo. I'm Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle. No, not the Ninja Turtle, the artist in Italy. That's my, uh, the story there is my, uh, my grandmother was an artist, a painter. She had some of those. I think my parents still have them in their house in Florida. Painting a lot. She's, um, from Russia on my Russian side. I know I got the Italian name, but, uh, my grandmother was Italian. I mean, not Italian, was Russian and my grandfather was Italian. That's uh, and my mother's side is French Canadian. <clears throat> if you're interested in that, but they nicknamed my dad after because my grandmother was such a great artist. Her his friends named him Michelangelo, and so that name moved on to me. And you know I do feel like I'm the modern day internet artist. You know creator of this podcast and blogs and videos and events and community. But we know we have to suck it up as artists and we have to think of business and we have to make money. And this was a long roundabout way to say maybe you guys can join us and support us with our 
membership and our events. We're really, really investing a lot, working really hard to make more online events, more online community, online membership for those that really want to get inside. I've kind of been adding gfavip.com in our little ad slots on these shows. And it's been uh, it's been great, though. Some of you have been taking me up on that offer, and it would be awesome if you could because just kind of following the ending this show with what David says, you know, you have the artist, but you have to have the business. You have to make the business. And to support this show, we're over 300 shows now, 327. You know, a great way is to become a, a member and support it. And there's a couple of different pricing options and different ways, but I think I'm going to like leave it off at that. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this show. Michael Michelini here, or Michael Angelo Michelini, signing off. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.